Welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast. I am yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahagany, and guess what? I got some more food for you. Welcome back to the table. Let's feast. Now, guys, listen. This is the first Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast of the year, right? And let me explain to you the reason why I've been going for so long. I've been doing so many different things, man. It's it's so many different things that'll make your head spin. And if you follow me on all my social media platforms, um, you wouldn't know how busy I am I'm doing so many things, not only with my nine to five, uh, my extracurricular activities with being a uh, filmmaker. I'm actually getting ready to start my next movie on uh, the Sandcastle Christmas Story 2, A Tale of Three Generations in June. So I'm actually getting the script ready for that. So if anybody who's listening um, um, want to be a part of it or you want to um, um, just basically help a brother out, then uh, let me know and on all my social media platforms. Let me know how you would benefit the um, the role or whatever. And uh, and, if, and and I will highly encourage you guys to um, if you guys want to know about what's going into the second movie, I highly encourage you guys to go watch the first one, the Sandcastle Christmas Story. It's on my Facebook and it's on my YouTube at Poet Jahogany uh, at Poet underscore Jahogany on both platforms. So you'll find the movie there. I, I, I highly encourage you guys to pay attention to it, watch it all the way through if you haven't already and um because that basically is going to give you guys an idea of where we're headed for the second movie so um if you want to be a part of it feel free to let me know and um we can get the ball rolling on this thing if you're in the jacksonville florida area or if you're in the florida area surrounding cities and stuff like that we can make some stuff happen so guys thank you for that but um this episode right here in particular um i had just found out some news this morning guys and um and i don't really know how to digest it you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I just found out this morning, my oldest sister called me and I just found out that my, my uncle, my oldest uncle, well, not my oldest uncle, but my uncle, he had just passed away this morning from battling, um, cancer. He had stage four cancer. And, um, and this is the first immediate family member growing up that I've lost. I've never dealt with anybody passing away in my family, my immediate family, um, since I've been born, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really, my grandmother, she's still living, like, my granddad's still living, like, everybody, like, for the most part that I really, really knew growing up, they were still living for the most part, and, um, and this is my first time actually ever dealing with, um, somebody, um, very, very close to, um, my family, like, very, very close, 
um, passing away, like, and, um, and, and I, but I do feel happy to say that, um, uh, our last conversation together with me and my uncle was, um, was, was very understanding to say the least. It was very understanding. And, um, I got a chance to talk to him and I, and I, and I want to take this, this, this moment to give myself a pat on the back because I feel like God has blessed me with the ability to, to make people open their vulnerability up to me, whether you are older than me, whether you are my age, whether you're younger than me, that's a power that not many people have. So, uh, my old, my uncle, I just, uh, I had just seen him at my, um, at my mother's birthday party and he, and he was even weak at those times, whatever he was battling and he was going through chemo. He was doing so many different things. So, so heroic. And I can only understand what my cousins are going through. He survived by, um, his wife and, um, his two uh, older sons. They're grown now, but, um, but I can only understand what they're going through. So my heart goes out to my cousins and I'll reach out to you guys privately. But, um, but he was he was dealing with it for a while and actually um he actually told me that he's was dealing with it for a couple of years he just kept it a secret and he just couldn't keep it secret no more because his body just started to get weak and it started to get noticeable like i started to notice him losing a lot of weight and at first i didn't notice because uh growing up i never really talked to him like i never really seen him around that much like he was like one of those uncles that you seen basically on occasion like not even all the time at family functions he would just come around like i would see him probably like once every two to three years you know what I'm saying? so i didn't really uh, i didn't grow up really really close to my cousins um uh, his two sons i didn't go over i mean i know them obviously we know that we're related but we didn't have a great relationship because we didn't see each other a lot i mean sometimes they'll spend a night here and there but they didn't we didn't i didn't see them frequently to have a, a actual connection to them we just know that we're connected through blood that's it so I didn't really see my uncle as much, but every time that I did, um, we would have great conversation, even at a young age when I remember one time he had took me to, um, he had took me to, um, his oldest son's basketball camp. And, uh, I was sitting at the home, at the house by myself because, um, I think I was staying with my aunt at the time. I was like 14, 15 years old. I'm not sure which one, probably younger than that, but he had, um, uh, he had came and got me. I was at the home, at the house by myself, forgot what I was doing, probably playing video games or something. And, um, and my auntie had um, told him that I was at the house. And like, if she, if he wanted to do something with me or whatever, if he wanted to occupy my time, he could. So he had came through and he picked me up and he took me to his oldest son's basketball camp. And um, and I just remember going there and um, they, we was at James Weldon Johnson. I think it's um, an elementary school. Um, they was having a little uh, basketball camp there or whatever. I didn't participate in anything. But actually, I did shoot around a little bit before the festivities got started. And uh, I just remember like, being so happy and i remember having those conversations with him when we was in the van like when we was in his car we used to have conversations he would tell me like what i got going on like do i want to play basketball do i want to do do i want to play football or any because he was very much a sports guy he was so into sports and he was like he was so happy about it both his kids were in the sports growing up like they both were uh, growing up uh, they both was in the sports heavily growing up and i remember he was just asking me like little little conversations here and there like what do i want to do with my life and and if i wanted to play basketball let him know uh he'll talk to my mother and um and um and he'll uh, basically like get me into his son's basketball camp but that didn't go so well because him and my mother they didn't really have the best relationship like i mean they did they they liked each i mean they're brothers and sisters so they they uh, they obviously like loved each other but they just didn't have a a connection to where i was around i think my uncle was more of the type that liked it like to distance himself 
and this is not not in a bad way, but he was the type that like to distance himself from poverty and negativity. He wanted to get as far away from it as possible because he he didn't want to uh, he didn't want to he wasn't dealing with anything that I know of of any types of drugs or anything. He was just his mindset was just different. He was very much a family guy. He wanted to he was a was a happy husband. He got married at a young age and um and um he had two and he had two kids like and he was a very much a family guy he was all in and anybody that bit pretty much distracted him from his main mission on what he was trying to do he pretty much distanced himself from that so i can't even say that i i fought him for him not having it because we wasn't his kids or anything so it's like okay you're my sister's son you're uh like okay i'll see you guys on occasion or whatever but i have my own family to raise so i don't even fault him for not seeing him as much you know growing up or anything like that i knew he was a good guy he always came with great energy every time i seen him like even when i was just mad mad young he came with great energy like every time and that's really what made me a little upset because i wanted to see him more like i, I was looking for that father figure growing up or whatever and i'm always asking my uncle to be my dad but but i needed that male influence growing up or whatever and he just wasn't around as often but i do say i will say in closing that he was a great man and he was a loving father and he was a loving husband and he did everything in his power to sustain his life for as long as he could until it, he just finally lost his battle with cancer man so i would like highly encourage everybody and i'm taking my own advice um i've been doing my health routines and stuff as of lately it's going it's like a month and a half i've been like basically trying to keep up on my health and exercising a little bit more i already live an active lifestyle but just doing being a little bit more physical with my active lifestyle and um and taking it a little bit more serious man because we're dropping like flies dude like we have to be a little bit more health conscious especially as black people man we got to be we got to pay more attention to a lot of this stuff man and 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 so hopefully we could live long lives so we could be here for our children and um and our grandchildren and um and and unfortunately uh, none of his sons didn't have any children um as of right now so he was never able to be alive long enough to see his kids have kids and that's like one of my things i want to see my my kids have kids i want to be around for the longevity so but in order for me to make that happen i have to treat my health seriously i have to keep my mental health seriously my positive energy i have to be around the people that's going to basically make me feel good about myself or or and not always like we're gonna always have those things that balance us out like with life itself and not, not negative energy or whatever but i'm just saying like we're gonna have to have that type of the type of things around us to make us feel good about ourselves so therefore we can continue to build because it's hard out here guys so rest in peace to my uncle tony uh i love you man uh, uh man i'm i just don't i'm on lost for words man i only thing i can say is i'll do my best i'll do my best as your nephew to 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 carry on your legacy with through your experience that i had what well, all the things that i did with you growing up through the conversation that we had in the past through the our last conversation that we had most recently a couple of weeks ago and that just goes to show you that life is short man you gotta you gotta cherish these things man and um and but i do feel good at the fact that he was able he didn't go away he, I felt like he got everything out that he wanted to get out. Like he was, he showed up to so many different family functions throughout these past few years, and uh, we was able to see him a lot more because I think that's when he kind of knew, but he kind of kept it a secret. So we was able to see him a lot more. He was in great spirits before we even found out that he had cancer, and um, 
And those conversations that I had with him was paramount. And I was just, man, and it just makes me so grateful that I, that last conversation I had, even though it was kind of dark, I kind of, I kind of knew that he was getting ready to transition. So man, rest in peace, Uncle Tony. And uh, we're going to get into the podcast, guys. I'll see you guys momentarily. Dad. What's up, son? I got a question for you. Alright, tell me what's on your mind. What are some of the ways you used to have fun back in your day? Mm. My time was a little bit different than yours. Let me see if I can explain it to you. From the days of playing football when we tackle in the street to the yeah. days listening to CDs, favorite artists on repeat. Uh, repeat. On repeat. I miss them days. I miss them days. I miss them days Stepping in the house with groceries Coming home with no receipt Getting in trouble with my mama Sisters blaming it was me I miss them days I miss them days Yo, it was hectic But it was a blessing Dion versus Randy You throw that pass I intercepted Damn, them was the days I didn't get out much Had to make sure my controller Didn't miss me too much That's right, I was a nerd Yeah, 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 heard Spread my wings a little late I didn't fly with other birds Let me tell you about them shoes Hey Jays, you were cool If you was one of the few, they might pick a fight with you Fast forward to the day Times, they done changed I appreciate today, but damn, I miss them days I really miss them days, man I miss them days I miss them days Starting up my pants, watch me stepping out with decreasing Ripping prices from my shirt, cause if I don't, then they gon' see Ain't none of y'all business I miss them days I miss them days Waking up on Christmas Day Not seeing everything you want But you thankful for what you got Cause it's the thought that counts Thankful of the little things, man I miss them days Take you a long way I miss them days Too young to have a job Pockets looking a little shady Ask my mama for some money To swing by the candy lady Writing notes to girls Do you like me? Yes, no, or maybe Got the number But couldn't talk Without my sisters in the rough And damn Every weekend spending some time With my cousins Didn't have much money Everything we got You know we shared Had a lot not having much Learn how to stretch out a dime Long walks We made them short Just so we can pass the time But fast forward to the day Times They done changed I appreciate today But damn I miss them days I really miss them days, man. I miss them days. I miss them days. Wish we could have them back. I miss them days. Not paying any bills, don't have to worry about a leash. Uh-huh. Cracking doors to watch me sleep. The only time when she at peace. I right, mama, love you for that. I miss them days. I hope I make you proud one day. I miss them days. Scuffling with the fam, cause we always like to fight. We fight each other all the time, but we had each other back. We ain't close like we used to be. I miss them days. Wish we could get them times back. I miss them days. Man, those Man, were some times, wasn't, some it? times wasn't it? I really miss them sometimes. Really miss them sometimes. You, ever you ever think to yourself that you wish you had you some of those times back? It's, it's not that you're not grateful for where you are in your life right now, but it's always nice to think about how far you've come. This song is just a reminder of that, and hopefully it helps you with your life experience. Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. Now, that right there on the cruise for the midday blues break was the world premiere of my new record called Nostalgia. I miss them days. And that record right there will be on my EP that's coming out, slated to come out May 2nd of next month. 
and um it's an ep of five songs um just a little appetizer before the main course and um i just want to give you guys a taste of everything that i've been working on just know that i've been going with uh doing a lot of great things for you guys you guys have really been the battery in my back these past few um, years being on social media and everything like that you guys have given me a lot of positive feedback and it is not going unnoticed and and a lot of these new ventures that i'm doing is coming because of your request of me to do these things now obviously i have to see myself see myself in some of these new ventures before i actually um um do it head on you know what i'm saying so but i would like to say thank you to all my followers and supporters the people who really support me um who really really um got really really has got my back and really is um let me know to keep aiming for the stars man keep keep doing what i need to do and um that's exactly what the um benefits is like of me doing everything that i need to do for you guys so um with that being said guys it's time for the meat and potatoes and may the food that i serve be nourishment for your soul now today i want to talk about how the library changed my life now growing up like of course like i'm from poverty like you pretty you guys already know that if you pretty much listen to my podcast for a long long time you guys already know that like it's becoming like a reoccurring theme like i'm trying not to say it so many different times but you you guys pretty much already know that from my upbringing or whatever but i didn't tell you guys a lot of what i have to offer and a lot that um i was dealing with in the past now um when i was really really young i'm the only boy out of six children right so you can probably imagine the kind of craziness that i had to deal with as far as being surrounded around women and you trying to find your own identity as a man like like no father no father in the household like you the only boy like i i last i started to see my sisters get a lot more better treatment and i now know that it was because they were girls and my mother was able to relate to them a lot more because they're girls and she's a woman so but um but i did but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spill the tea on all of that like basically but i'm i will say that i did get a lot of um king treatment as well by me being the only boy and i got a lot of harsh treatment too like when i got in trouble i got in trouble tough like dude she used to like like after a while like after i surpassed getting the the the, the belt actually hurting me she started to hit me with her fist like in my chest like she hit me like a good two times you know what i'm saying they like give me give me some act right when i didn't want to listen because you know as kids we especially at me as a man knowing that i can get away with a lot more things than my sisters could because i'm a dude like i started I, I tested her a little bit i'm not gonna lie to you i wasn't perfect so i, I definitely tested my mother and um and, and she she punished me for it like <laughs> and i am actually a little bit still scared to this day man so mama if you listening uh I, I still gonna do a little act right you feel me but um anyway we're gonna get back to it so with that being said my mother had her own demons that she had to fight you know what i'm saying i'm not going to disclose what those demons were and everything like that you guys will probably hear it a little bit later in future podcasts but my mother had a, uh, a lot of demons that she had to fight and with that being said we used to be home by ourselves a lot like me and my sisters we used to be home by ourselves now i was like what 11 12 13 years old at the time i'm not sure i'm not really sure what time where this this started to really really become a reoccurring theme in our lives at a young age prime in our adolescence like especially my baby sister i'm pretty sure that this probably was really really heavy on them but myself i kind of became a little bit more numb as long as you gave me my video game and you had a little bit of food in the refrigerator i i didn't care where you left me that's just being that's just me being honest i didn't care because i was so addicted to video games back then that was my escapism uh video games was how i learned how to read for the most part it's how i learned how to do the basic fundamentals because back then um in that time like in the early 2000s or whatever late 90s um it used to be like especially with the mario games to all my nerds that's listening with the mario games when you walk up 
to people like let's just say you're going to save the princess right you're on a quest to save the princess and you walk up and there's some people in the village that has information that you need that can actually help you along your path so i will you will walk up to some of those people and there will be air bubbles coming out of their heads and me wanting to complete that game me knowing me being so addicted to the game and it was so fascinating to me at the time you had to know how to read in order to understand what to do in the video game so i couldn't keep going to my mother uh to my sisters or whatever i was the oldest you know what i'm saying in the house so i have an older sister but my older sister didn't live with us like uh, she lived with my grandmother so in the household i was the oldest so when my sisters needed help on something for them they didn't come for help most of because they started to do their own thing after a while but when they did i was i was i was the smart one in the family so they would always come to me and ask me and me being the big brother they would um kind of lean on me a little bit uh to uh to know something that they didn't know and i couldn't i couldn't it was a huge strike against my pride of them coming to me or my mother or whatever coming to me and me not knowing what I'm talking about, whether it came to reading, whether it came to anything that I can help them with. It was a get strike, it was a little strike against my pride if I didn't know what was going on. So reading was very fundamental. So I made it an option to, um, I made it a priority, shall I say, to learn how to read. And, and when I learned how to read, guys, I'm, I tell you not, I kid you not. It, the sky was the limit for me. I would read, and you can ask my mother to this day. Like every time I would be back in the car, whatever, we'll go to the store, or whatever. I'm reading signs. I'm reading everything out loud, like out loud, because I wanted people to know how smart I was. Like it was, it was something because where I'm where I'm from, like and I'm pretty sure a lot of people uh, from um, black. Uh, not everybody black. I'm not finna I say sit here and say that everybody black can identify with this, but uh, for the most part, when you're born in poverty or whatever, like it's like a crab, uh, like a crab barrel. Like you could, everybody's pulling you down. Every influence that you got is pretty much a negative one. Ain't nobody really trying to strive for success. And if it is, it's like you see the flashy stuff. You don't see. And, and if they do got something positive, it was because of a negative way of living. I didn't want that for myself. So what I started to do, I say, you know what, man? What I'm finna do, man? I'm finna try to do it the right way man and i know that these influences around me is not going to help me but um so i might have to figure something out now before this was before i started to write poetry and stuff like that i didn't really know how to write like but because when i first started learning how to read was um that was like cat that catapulted me to me wanting to write more because i wanted to understand a lot more and i wanted to write about it and i had and, and that was a way for me to get my frustrations out through reading and me to get mentally lost within other people's realities and stuff like that so what i used to do was I used to go, my mother used to take us to the library sometimes after school, whatever. She used to walk us up there, whatever, if she was home. She would walk us up there, whatever, just to have a little fun. And libraries were free. Only thing you had to do was get a library card. You can rent movies. You can get rent books, whatever, as long as you bring them back. You know, a lot of us, we didn't bring them back. You know, you got outstanding library bills. <laughs> Not me no more. I paid mine off. So <laughs> I paid my library bill off. So I'm good to go now. But um, actually, after a while, I don't know if I need to put this out there, but after a while if you're young young and you are let's just say if you're what 13 14 years old or whatever and your mother or your father whoever grandmother whoever takes you to the library or whatever and um you check out some books or movies or whatever and you never return them or whatever after a while after a while after a while after a long long time um let's just say now you are what 20 
23, 24 years old. Like, I think, like, every 10 years, it'll erase off your record because you was a... I don't even know if it's 10. I think it may be a little less than that, so don't quote me on that. But um, I think after a certain amount of time, it erases off your report, after your library fee um, report, because you were too, you were young, you were a minor, so they don't charge that against you because you was being accompanied by a guardian, an adult. So they don't charge that against you. So it's like you get started with a clean slate now when you go to the library. So, um, so I'm good now. I'm good. I paid my fees. I'm good to go. Me and my son, we good. So I could just ball out in the library, get my learn on. But anyways, I used to go up there all the time with my mother all the time, me and my sisters or whatever. And I just used to find it. So I now initially when I started going up there, I was a video game nerd at the time. I was really, really heavy in the games. So I used to go up there and get, um, and get um the cheat codes and stuff like that. I used to go up there and get cheat codes and for video games and stuff that I was playing at the time. I was very into Spider-Man and all that other stuff like that. So I would go up there and get it. Now, every weekend, right, it would it would get a real, real tough because on weekends my mother would disappear, go out and do her thing, whatever it is that she was doing, all the things that she was battling, she would leave us at the house by ourselves. And and it was it was scary at first. I'm not gonna lie to you. Me being the only boy, like me being the only man of the house or whatever. Like I had stepdads or whatever, but it wasn't really around prominently to actually have a, a real effect on my life. You know what I'm saying? Like teaching me things. You know what I'm saying? It was basically just guys that just I seen ever so often, even though they stayed a while. You know what I mean? But so most of the time I was home, me and my sisters, we was home by ourselves and stuff like that. And I remember this one time in particular, I stayed home by myself or whatever. My sisters wasn't even there. I don't know where they went, but my sisters wasn't even there. And I had all these these, neck, these bad influences around me. And I said, you know what, man, in order for me not to get influenced in this world, I need to find something productive to do to occupy my time. That's what I need to do. So what did I do? And I knew that the library, is op- well, library was open on Saturdays and stuff. It's not, it was closed on Sundays, but it was open on Saturdays. So Saturday morning, I would get up and I would go to the library by myself. Like I said before, I was home by myself. Like my mother would leave us home by herself. I was like 12, 13. And I was home by myself and I was just basically providing for myself, taking care of myself or whatever. And I used to eat. And my mother probably don't even know this, but I used to eat at a couple of friends of mine's houses and stuff like that. Because my my friends, they, um, their mothers, they kind of knew. And I would I actually lie. Because like, I know my friend's mother, them, they would ask her, like, where your mama at? I said, oh, she went to the store. You know, just a lie. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want people in my business or whatever. Even though my mother was really living that life. But um, I didn't want people in my business. So I would kind of protect my mother's um, the secret life that she was living. So I, I decided to keep it a secret for as long as I could. So uh, I would just um, eat at their house or whatever like that. They were food stamps. They had food and stuff everywhere that I went. You know what I'm saying? Everybody pretty much in, in, in low-income housing and stuff, poverty, had food stamps. So anybody house that I went to, I just used to go there to eat or whatever. And I put, of course, I had friends there too. But I would kind of like, my main initiative was to use them for food. I'm not going to even lie to you because I was a little hungry at the time. And, and you don't go to school on weekends. So anyways... Um, I would go over there, get something to eat or whatever, and I'd go to the library. And um, and after a while, my friend Ronnie, he used to stay downstairs from me. Um, he seen what I was doing, and he was like, "Hey man, I want to go too," cause he was bored. You know, they didn't really have no neighborhood kids and poverty. We didn't really have much to do, so we we're more prone to violence. We we're more prone to getting in trouble. Why? Because we uh, it, it struck out of boredom. It struck out of the fact because we didn't have nothing to do. Now we had little programs and stuff. The little center that was at the um at the at the head of our apartment complex, but it was over, over um. It was overoccupied. It was too many people there. And um, they would give out snacks here and there, but it was never enough for the kids because kids was deprived of eating and stuff. So guess what they used to do? They used to, um, when they used to get a snack from the, the people or whatever who gave it to us, they used to ask for more. Why? Because they were so hungry. So it's like there was never really enough to go around. So I, with me knowing that, 
I went a couple of times, but I never used to make it a reoccurring theme to want to keep going all the time. So I was like, you know what? Bump this. I don't never want to get stand in line. I've never been the type of guy to stand in line with my hand out. Even ever since I was a young man, I always wanted to get it on my own. I didn't want to ask nobody for nothing. Like, so what I used to do was I would eat, uh, like I said before, I would eat at my friend's house and I would go to the library. My friend used to come with me and say, hey man, boom, I'll come with you, man. I got nothing to do, boom, boom, boom. And he liked to play video games as well. He wasn't a nerd like me, but he used to like to play video games as well. So we used to, um, we used to ride our bikes and we used to go to the um, library it was like a couple of blocks away we used to ride we was young kids just doing a whole bunch of stuff that we weren't supposed to do or whatever now every time we would get to the library like i said before every um when we first got there initially i was starting to get cheat codes for my video games and stuff that i was very into i was just like learning combinations and this this that and the third i would um want to learn um those different codes so i could get better at my video games but after a while it started to get boring and i didn't want to do that anymore because my home reality was 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 bad and i didn't really want to keep going back to that i had to have something to escape me mentally have something that helped me escape mentally to other people's worlds even if uh even if my reality was bad you know what i mean like and we didn't have cable we didn't have we had regular tv we didn't get many channels so this was back when you used to have to turn the knob on these big old behind tvs or whatever you used to have to turn the knob and we didn't get me we got like five channels so and then we that's one tv that we had to share me and my sisters had to share that one tv and uh, I was like, man, you know what? Bump this. I'm not doing this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the library and I'm going to start reading books. And like I said, when I started reading, I started to get it started to become more fascinating to me because I started to get I started to escape into other people's realities. And it helped me with mine. It helped me escape the, the reality of mine. So once I started doing that. I started getting more better at it and better at it and better at it. And I was just like, man, I could see myself doing this, man. And I used to stay there and the library was open all day. Like I think the library opened at like nine or ten a.m so i would wake up i would make it uh i would make it a priority for me to previously because i already knew my mother was going to disappear so i already make it a priority um to um stay up late me for me to stay up late that previous night so uh, so when i wake up it's almost time for the library to open because sometimes we wake up like six seven in the morning and i'm bored for two hours around the house with nothing to eat and I would just think to myself, man, I can't keep surviving off these candy annihilators and stuff from the candy lady. I got to have something in my system. So when I do wake up, I don't want that to be the first thing that I think of as soon as I wake up. I got to eat. I'm hungry because naturally you're going to want to eat. You're hungry. So I already knew that was my reality. I didn't have much time. My mother did leave food for us sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes we'll open the refrigerator. It was really nothing to eat. So I said, you know what? That's not going to be the first thing that I think of. So when I get up, when I get up. I'm going to get up close to the time where the library is going to open. So when I got up, I would go to my friend's house. He would meet up with me. Boom, boom, boom. We'll ride our bikes and we would go to the library all the time. And the library would be open all day. I would stay there all day long. First, when I first got there, I would get on the computer and I would um, go to GameStop.com, look at video games, look at future games that's about to come out. I'll make a vision board of the games that I want to get. I'll make a vision board of all the, the games I have yet to play, all the games that my friend, like, we would just, we would just be wishing. Uh, we would just watch trailers of this was around the time technology really wasn't as good as it is now so we was watching um video game trailers in in bad pixels and like you know what i mean like we was mad we was watching it horribly like it was
was horrible images and trailers and stuff but at the time that's all we knew and that's how far technology had came so that was the world to us so once i would do that and i would um we would play video games on the internet and stuff like that until they came and restricted us because we was like 30 minutes per computer because you have to let other people on so that was like the bummer when it came to that so after that i had to find other i knew i wasn't going back home so i would get off the computer and i would go and um look through books and stuff like that and normally girls wasn't really up there you know what i'm saying and that was the way for me and my friend to stay out of trouble why because um he was not a nerd he was uh he was more of a stand-up guy like young guy you know what i'm saying like he was kind of cool but he was he got nerd ways about him and that's the way that we had things in common with the, the whole video games and stuff like that but he didn't want to get in trouble like me so i said you know what we finna go out to the library we finna chill whatever and that me us being at the library is what kept the bad guys out the the bullies of the world the people who just didn't have nothing to do and they wanted to uh, release that frustration out on innocent people so the library was the way was like a, a a shield to keep those guys out because going to the library and if you the cool guy that ain't smart that ain't cool for you that, that's a huge strike against your popularity whatever it is like that and the girls or whatever we didn't really have too many girls that came in there to kind of distract us or whatever because the girls who was really rebellious towards what their living situations was they would you couldn't see them in the library so uh the drug dealers and all those other people like that who was from poverty or whatever they never went to the library so that was our way of staying out of trouble and the, the security guards at the library never really messed with us because they said we were good kids and we never really got up there we just was on video we just love video games and they would actually just actually um give us some extra time after a while once they got to really know us they gave us some extra time on the computers this that and the third because they usually they got it they uh built up a huge fondness for me and my friend ronnie or whatever and i remember just staying there one time uh for for about as long like as soon as they opened i was up there for the rest of the day until they closed and when i went back home i ate dinner at my friend ronnie's house and i, I think I, I actually spent the night that night or whatever his mother i think his mother had actually started to get with the program and know what was going on even though i never told her she started to get with the program and know what was going on because it was so reoccurring and it was like okay i kept I, I kept telling her the same thing. I kept like, she said, well, your mother, okay, oh, she went to the store. She went and did something. I would make up something off the fresh of my mind because she never really would make it a conversation. She would just ask a question. And I was like, because her and my mother were friends. You know what I mean? So she would make, she asked ask the question and, um, and bam. And that was it after that. And then she would let me play with her son or whatever. Me and her son would go out and we would play or whatever, do play basketball, go to the library, do whatever it is that we're doing to occupy our time to stay away from violence. And I think she kind of knew that this was our way of staying out of trouble because of our circumstances that we were living in. So, guys, my whole point in telling this story, I know it was a long story. My whole point in telling this story with you guys, sharing this story with you guys, is that the library literally and i mean literally changed my life like it literally helped me and i know everybody has their own things the library may not be fun for a lot of the people that may be listening it may not was fun if you're an adult and you're listening to this right now it may not was fun for you to stay out of trouble whatever it is but it was something for me why because i didn't really i knew that I just knew that it, even at that time, if I got into trouble, serious type of trouble, I knew that my people didn't have no money. I was already in a poverty-stricken situation. I knew that my family probably wasn't gonna be able to get me out and get me anything. I, I didn't. I was just. I was just so conscious of my life in that time, and I really wanted to value it. And I really did not want to get into any types of trouble that really. Now, I wasn't successful all the time because it was sometimes where trouble found me. You know what I mean? Like I, I was playing times at the basketball court side. So 
people was, came up pushing me around for no reason just to have something to do because you're bored like i said you in poverty so you're bo- it's a lot of kids that's my age they were bored so they want to go pick on people innocently they had they had nothing to do and it was because they just had wanted something to do they wanted something fun to do they wanted to get some type of reaction they wanted to have a story to tell and i was the victim a couple of times i'm not gonna lie to you i fought and uh, even a lot of my family, if they listen to this, they probably don't even know about a lot of the scuffles that I got into just protecting myself all because I didn't want to sit in the house all day and I was bored and I was hungry. So I had to go outside to find stuff to do to occupy my time. You know what I mean? So therefore, I won't basically keep thinking about being hungry. So those some of the things that I did, but mentally... Um, it, it served me very well because um, these books and stuff it really, really helped me to get a clear picture of where I wanted my life to be. And, and when I was really, really young, I read on a on a on a grade level that was higher than where I was at that time. And I used to always get picked out in class to read in front of the class and stuff like that. And I kind of pat myself on the back for that, for God blessing me with that talent to knowing how to read at a young age. And I used to love to do it so that my teacher would always call on me to do it like, oh, oh hey. Do you want to read? Hey, want to read? Yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course. And I used to get picked on because of it being, because being a smart guy in class, uh, that's not cool. It's not cool. Like, it's a lot of guys like, man, oh, uh, whatever. But anyways, the, going to the library constantly, all the time, this was a reoccurring thing. It saved my life, guys. And I would just highly encourage people to, if... um if you are ha- if you are having if you're struggling with trying to find something that you want to do, I know we have all this technology out now, so we don't have to go. You could just give somebody an iPad, and and, and they could Google anything that they want or whatever it is like that. But being around other people, being around other kids your age, and you guys are uh, 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 basically having fun together, reading books or getting on the computer and you just being in the element where other kids are actually growing up with you. And I think it gave me a lot of clarity at that time because I knew that the kids that I was hanging around, uh, my friend Ronnie being one of them, he was going through the same, some some similar situation, probably not identically the same situation, but for the most part, he was dealing with a lot of start, uh, hard stuff as well, like with his mother in. He didn't have a father in the household. He had little brothers and stuff like that. Now, she never really left him home by himself, but he was dealing with other things like abuse and stuff like that. So he was trying to get out the house. So it's like he found a similarity with me, like with my mother being gone all the time and his mother dealing with abuse or anything like that. Like he was trying to get out the house because he didn't want to see it. So we that's why that's another similarity that we had. So we would just go to the library and stay there all day. And thank God that the security guards never kicked us out until it was closing time, because sometimes if you're disruptive in the lobby because you can't really talk you can't be too loud if you're disruptive they'll kick you out and you can't come back so thankfully for me i never had that experience of getting kicked out because that really really saved my life man i really felt like if it wasn't for the library i don't know where the heck would i would be because that really was very pivotal to me being where i am in my life now as far as being as far as mentally so um guys hopefully this did something for you guys i'm gonna take another break and when i come back i got dessert topping of the day thank you guys for listening Sound of music 
so bright Me and my beautiful queen With some beautiful kids A beautiful life That's what beautiful is With the top down low Join the show Beautiful girl, her beautiful face, such a beautiful song. What a beautiful day! Hello guys and welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that cruise with the midday blues break and you know I couldn't let you guys leave without the dessert topping of the day. Now, in conclusion of this podcast, uh, once again I would like to say RIP to my Uncle Tony. I really appreciate you, every all the gems that you had shared with me um, throughout the years. It has definitely helped me become a better man. It has helped me with uh, a lot of the vision that I have now because you used to come and pick me up all the time when I was a lot younger. Um, and some of the things that you some of the things that you showed me and some of the conversations that we had, I still remember to this day and I will cherish them forever. And hopefully I can keep your legacy alive with me trying to find mine. You know what I mean? And I really appreciate you. You are man. You was just a beacon of light. I know I didn't see you much growing up, but every time I did, you were always a beacon of light. And I'm pretty sure. Um, your sons, well, they're definitely going to keep your legacy alive, man. So, man, I just really appreciate you for everything that you've done, man. You are uh, in heaven. Finally have you back, man. And I can't wait to see you again one day, man. So, um, with that being said, guys, I'm about to get ready to end the podcast. I'm going to let you guys know a couple of things I've been working on before I do. Um, like I said earlier, my new EP, Hindsight's Redemption, will be out May 2nd, hopefully. That will be on my son's birthday. He'll be turning 13. He keeps reminding me of that. He'll about to be a teenager. So I guess he likes reminding me that I'm getting old, which I don't call it getting old. I call it getting wise because with the more age, with the, the older I get, the more wisdom that I obtain with through this experience, through the way that I keep living. And it's an old, it's an old, it's an old cliche that old people used to say, keep living, son, keep living, keep living. I used to, my grandmother used to say that a lot growing up. A lot of the OGs growing up when I was a lot younger used to say, keep living, keep living, keep living. So I'm happy to say that I would like to consider myself an OG from some of the people that call me that on social media. Cause I got a, a huge young following on my TikTok. So, um, and I do, I have this, um, have this segment where I call Let's Feast Motivation, where I motivate people, where I just basically teach people things that I've either experienced or live vicariously through other people's experience. So, um, and and a lot of people they and I and it kind of surprised me at the fact that a lot of people, young people, are actually listening to what I'm telling them, and because I didn't really think that they were, because a lot of kids like calling it bored, like you're boring, like this and they're like they don't really like to sit and talk and listen to what's going on because they feel like you're preaching. But I feel like I have a way of translating my words. Uh, of that, that actually not making them feel bad for what they're going through, naturally going through as young teenagers and young kids. You know what I mean? Because it's a natural process. You're going to naturally find things that 
find things or what you don't want to do that doesn't feel good for you you're going to naturally rebel against the things that you don't like you're going to naturally find things that you really want uh, want to do and really want to partake in and i feel like me an accumulation of all the things that i've been through in my life thus far with where i am now with the wisdom of where i am now and i re and i teach it to them it's like gems that they can carry with themselves so when they grow up to be nice men and women they can continue to teach these lessons or whatever it is like that now i'm not successful at everything that i teach because everything doesn't hit home and a lot of people don't see it but at the same time just me knowing that i can have the opportunity to change one person's life it's all worth it in the end and uh, i just like to say thank you guys to all your for all your support help me um thank you to of this help i know it's been a long long time it's been the first episode and i really appreciate you guys for still uh, clicking clay play on my podcast because my numbers have still been going up like 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 my most recent episode that i did before this one is called um, don't call it a comeback the lessons from lavar ball it's still been going up like i think it's at 33 plays now and i know you may be thinking that's not a lot of plays but it started at like when i first released it um in december 20th of last year i got like three plays on it so now we're in march and i'm now up to 33 now i know that's a slow process but i'm a marathon runner like word nipsey rest in peace but but it's all about the gradual process. This is all about like where you plan on being for the long haul, guys. So thank you guys for listening. I'll see you again next time. I really appreciate you. And I'm going to leave you guys off with this Cruise with the Midday Blues break by yours truly. It's called Humble Beginnings. It's out and it's available now. It'll be on my EP, Hindsight's Redemption. Make sure you cop that when it comes out. Slate it for May 2nd. I really appreciate you guys for all your support. And I'll see you guys next time. And if you never hear your stomach growl, because you're hungry and you're looking for somewhere to put some food in your stomach, make a pit stop here at the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast because I got some more food for you. And that includes leftovers. Don't forget to leave a tip. Bon appetit. And there's your dessert. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Love you. We all have that special feeling of how we felt when we got our first car. And this is the story on how I felt when I got mine. Let's go. That's to get a car, but first to travel on my feet Now you can catch me solo when I'm cruising down the street I had to do it alone, I had to get it on my own Had to do it alone, I had to get it on my own Let's go. Last to get a car, but first to travel on my feet uh-huh. Now you can catch me solo when I'm cruising down the street I had to do it alone, I had to get it on my own I had to get it Check it, let's tell them, let's go Look through my windows, they not tinted, not rotten deep okay. If you looking for me, you can catch me cruising down the street let's go. It's that pound in the back, that's not pound, that's factory Let my windows down so you can hear me cruising down the street uh-huh. They tell me stay humble, save all my money for a rainy day Candy, apple, cherry, whipping it on a Sunday Been feeling myself right now, so ain't nothing you can tell me Then join me walking, now you wanna keep me company It paid off all them years, walking, it came to this uh-huh. Now my shoes look better, cause you see me stepping out my own shit okay. Not flashy at all on the street, I'ma fly on the wall yes. She like me cause my window's down and she smell my cologne get Could get some extra sleep, I'm rested when I wake up uh-huh. Plus I own it, so them payments sitting in my bank okay. account Paranoid from repossession, peeking through the blinds yeah. Breathe a sigh of relief, why? Cause it's mine Last to get a car, but first to travel on my feet now you can catch me solo when I'm cruising down the street I had to do it alone, I had to get it on my own I Had to do it alone, I had to get it on my own Let's go. Last to get a car, but first to travel on my feet uh-huh. Now you can catch me solo when I'm cruising down the street I had to do it alone, I had to get it on my own I had to get it, okay. 
check it. Let's go. Rejected, didn't have no credit, no one to help me get it. Still getting it, claiming it just gonna take a little okay. longer. Set me back a couple times, I used it as a sign. Refuel my bottom line and help me turn up my grind. Let's put my accents in my pocket, double back and got another job. Open ship over here, getting that overtime. Morning, noon, and night, working, running up the clock. Driver had to wake me up, caught me sleeping on the bus then. One day I looked at my account, it was a nice amount. Take it out, here you go, let's see if you can count it. The deal got the keys, hard work, paying off. Now I'm out, bending corners, they eyes squint. And when I pull up, utilizing my options, AC, I feel the breeze, reminiscing memories when I look at my keys, man. It doesn't really matter how it looks, as long as it's yours, that's all that counts. Let's go. Last to get a car, but first to travel on my feet. Now you can catch me solo when I'm cruising down the street. I had to do it alone, I had to get it on my own, I had to get it. Check it. Don't you ever let nobody tell you how to feel about something you worked hard for.